This is Industry Matters, powered by VGM, a post-acute healthcare podcast about community, connections, and belonging. VGM is a member service organization serving durable and home medical equipment providers and manufacturers. VGM also has communities for respiratory, complex rehab, women's health mastectomy, home accessibility, and orthotics and prosthetics industry. With VGM, you're part of something bigger. Welcome to Industry Matters. In today's episode, Jim Graterex, VP of VGM's Live at Home, talks with Gabrielle Welter, Strategic Business Development Manager of AAG. They talk about how people can use reverse mortgages as funding resources for home accessibility projects. Hello, everyone. Jim Graterex, VP, VGM Live at Home. Very happy to be with you today. I know we have an exciting subject matter um, I hope you think it's as exciting as we do, but we're going to be talking about how you can utilize reverse mortgage as a funding resource for home accessibility projects. And with us today, we have a familiar company, but a new face. Gabrielle, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe give us a little uh, background on you. Sure, sure. Thanks, Jim. I'm so excited to be here, have the opportunity to discuss this with you and your listeners. A little bit about me. I've been in the financial services industry for about 12 years now, and then dealing specifically with reverse mortgages um, for just coming up on three. So I've found hopefully my final home at AG and working there as a strategic business development manager and with companies like you and just trying to spread education on how to help seniors tap into home equity with the reverse mortgage and use it to fund the different needs that they have in retirement. Awesome. Awesome. Well, when we think about reverse mortgages, a lot of people are really not sure about them. They really don't understand exactly how the funding resource works and you know what it can look like for one of their customers and uh, if they were to recommend it to them. Now, before we get started into this, we just want to tell people that as you're working with a home accessibility client that may uh, have a big job that they need to have done, but don't have quite the liquidity to to do it with their uh, portfolio, home equity can be a an option. All right. And the reverse mortgage is probably one of the most effective ways for them to be able to utilize it and still be able to uh, have a budget with which they can live in. So uh, with that being said, we believe it's also going to be a highly utilized uh, funding source as the home access industry grows. So with that being said, let's go right down to the basics, Gabrielle, and just kind of explain what a reverse mortgage is. To our listeners. Sure, sure. I'm glad to do that. So you you really hit the nail on the head and summed it up well there as far as there's a, a lot of um, just lack of education and sometimes a misunderstanding of what a reverse mortgage is and how it works. And so it's really similar to a traditional mortgage, except for with a reverse, instead of the homeowner making payments to the lender, the lender actually makes payments to the homeowner. So a lot of people don't realize, but there's actually over $11 million out there in senior home equity as of today. So in many cases, you know, the home might be the senior's largest asset that they're sitting on. 
yet the money or the equity that's accumulated and it's just sitting there. So the reverse mortgage allows a senior the ability to access that equity and turn it into tax-free money uh, because it's borrowed. It is a loan. So this is borrowed money, which makes it tax-free. And then the homeowner can choose how they want to receive that money. Um, and I think we're going to cover that later in the podcast, but it's like, as you said, an excellent opportunity to access money and, and not create a monthly payment, like similar to like a home equity loan. You know, you find a lot of seniors that have home equity loans in place. However, that creates a monthly payment where with the reverse mortgage loan, the payment is actually deferred. They're optional. You do have to, you have to, I want to point out though, you always have to pay your property taxes, you know, and keep the homeowner's insurance in place and maintain the home. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense, but, uh, and it's possible that if folks wanted to pay some of that back, they could, but most people that, that get a reverse mortgage, utilize it like a really flexible home equity loan that they're able to, to kind of utilize for whatever they choose, but it really makes a lot of sense for them to use it to help them make it to, you know, the end of their, their uh, retirement. And it's utilized a lot at end of life as an option for them to stay at home instead of selling the asset and going into some type of other housing. So many people right. are going to want to do that. That's why we believe this will be highly utilized. So, all right, let's, how about the qualifications? What do you, what is it? How do you qualify for a re reverse mortgage, Gabrielle? So there's two primary things that, that you need to qualify. One is that you need to be at least 62 years old, and then you need to be, you need to own your home. So you do a reverse mortgage on your primary home and you must own it. Uh, other than that, it's there's no credit score or minimum income requirements. Um, you just need to be able to have enough coming in to, like I mentioned before, pay, the, pay those property taxes and insurance. And the amount that you can access is dependent on your age. So the older you are, the more home equity you can tap into. Okay. Great. Um, and just explain a little bit again about the uh, some of the options on how the funds can be dispersed to the consumer. Sure. So there's a couple options there. Basically, when you first implement the reverse, all the money that is made available to you, the the equity that becomes liquid is in a line of credit. So it's important to realize that you only pay interest on the money that you actually use. So when it's sitting there in the line of credit, that's not borrowed yet, right? So then the borrower can choose if they want to receive that money in a lump sum. You can, you can take it all right away. Um, you could take a portion of it, or you can just, uh, you can set up set monthly payments. So, you know, if the borrower wants to have, you know, $500 coming to them every month, it can be structured like that. And it can be changed. You know, you set it up one way, you can change it down the road to another way. So those are basically the choices that you have. But like you mentioned, Jim, the payments are optional. So although they're not 
required. We do have some borrowers that will make the payment. The nice thing about that is sometimes they'll just pay in chunks, like maybe they get a tax return, so they decide to put that towards the reverse mortgage. But the important thing to remember is when you make a payment on a reverse mortgage, it goes back into the line of credit um, and becomes available. So you're paying down some of the interest in principle, but then the rest is available in the line of credit. So unlike a traditional mortgage, you know, if something happens and you suddenly you're like, well, geez, I could really use that $1,500 mortgage payment back. You can't get at it, right? <laughs> They're not going to give it back to you. But with the reverse, that, that money is still available to you in your line of credit. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, a reverse mortgage has so much flexibility. It just gives, a, especially a, an older homeowner, a lot of options on how to utilize that funds or not. And the longer they wait to utilize them, the more they have available. Now, one question I would have is that the value of the home, all right, is, must be taken into account, but you don't make funds available for the full value, right? I mean, so there's always going to be some equity left in the house, right? Correct. So we call it like what's in reserves. So like I kind of had mentioned, depending on your age, the older you are, you tap into a larger percentage of that. Um, but yeah, there's there's a an amount that's left in reserves and that's to cover the interest that, you know, potentially accrues on the loan. We don't know how long it's going to be in place. Um, I do want to mention though that I feel like one of the myths about implementing a reverse mortgage is that you are trading the home and and in and basically equating it as zero value, meaning there wouldn't be any equity left. When in fact, in many cases, there is equity still remaining in the home. Because remember, as that loan goes on is, is, and is in place, our homes are actually appreciating every year. So that's helping to offset the balance of the reverse mortgage loan. Well, especially in the last two years, people's property. Right, I know. Tremendous <laughs> amount. So um, it certainly, uh, this is one place where it's really going to help people. Um, if you're trying to buy a home right now, that's not, uh, it's not all that easy right? to do. Um, so, uh, all right. Now, uh, the other thing that people, I think, really don't understand and it scares them about this type of financing is, is there's a qualifying event that occurs that, that now the repayment of the loan will have to happen. But what is that like? And, and just explain that to our listeners. Sure, sure, of course. Okay, so the way the reverse mortgage loan works now is both borrowers, like if, if you're married, both spouses have to be on the loan. I, that wasn't always the case. So back, you know, in the beginning stages of reverse mortgages being implemented and utilized, there were cases where just one spouse was on the loan and that would become a problem and could cause the loan to come due when that person passed. So that's not the case anymore. If you're married, both spouses are required to be on the loan and the payment, the repayment of the loan, what triggers that is if both borrowers were to move out permanently, 
So let's say one, let's say, you know, husband and wife, the wife goes into a nursing home, the husband remains in the home. That's fine. That reverse mortgage loan is still in place and it is not due. Now, if they were both to permanently move into nursing homes, not for rehab, but, but you know, they're, they're going there for good, that would trigger the repayment. The other thing would be if they were to decide to sell the home. And lastly, would be when both borrowers pass away, then the loan comes due. So, but there's plenty of protection in place for the other spouse to remain in the home, you know, while, while other well, life events occur. Well, that, that was a good adjustment to make, I think. Um, certainly. Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. So and, you know, that really. Sometimes these things are made with, yeah, go ahead. Well, it, it contributed to, um, and we, we can just address the elephant in the room when you talk about reverse mortgages, a lot of people have a negative connotation and they, and they don't really know why, you know, they're just like, well, I heard they weren't good. And it's not completely unfounded in the sense that, again, when they were first put in place, they were a little different, you know, but thankfully over, it's been years and there have been regulatory changes and things put in place, protective measures to protect the borrowers. So um, another thing that is required, it's not really a qualification, but it's required when you do a reverse mortgage loan is both borrowers go through a third party counseling agency and they just get a little bit of counseling on, you know, what a reverse mortgage is that just makes sure that when they're dealing with the loan officer at AG, you know, we've covered everything we're supposed to cover, the borrower fully understands. So it's, you know, it's kind of nice that that's done by a third party agency. So the borrower can feel safe that, you know, everybody's making sure they know all the fine details of how the reverse mortgage loan works. Yeah, I think that's an important component to really uh, help people understand exactly what they're getting into and all the, all the great benefits you would get from it. I think, again, that it, it offers a lot of benefits, I think, that people aren't aware of. So, all right, here's one question, again, I think that, that people have a misunderstanding about. Now, let's just have a scenario where, uh, you know, uh, we had a a great life. Uh, our parents uh, had our house. They had a reverse mortgage, and they both peacefully passed away. And now, no one lives in that home. What options do the remaining family members have in regards to that property? Okay, so yeah, this is a good one too, because this is another myth and another fear that's out there that the bank actually owns the home and they're in charge of selling it and everything. And that's just simply not true. So the borrowers, um, whoever took out the reverse mortgage loan in the first place, they remain on title, right? So whoever they're leaving that home to, their heirs or whatever, are now in charge of what they want to do with it. So just like if, if, my parents were to pass away and have a traditional mortgage on their home. You know, let's say they, they did a, um, a refinance or something that had a mortgage that has to be paid. Right. So with the reverse mortgage loan, parents pass away, the loan balance has to be paid. So that can be done by either selling the home, the loan balance gets paid and any remaining equity belongs to the heirs. Or 
if they do it, you know, on the rare occurrence <laughs> that the kids actually want the home because, um, you know, I've, I've worked in the insurance business, the real estate business and, and leaving your home to your children causes a lot of fights. Usually <laughs> I would say trade it in for cash any day. Um, but they can decide if they want to purchase the home and they have the opportunity to do that at 95% of the current appraised value of the home. So, or they can refi the loan balance if that's lower, but let me just provide a little clarity on this because it gets, it can get a little confusing. So let's say the loan balance has exceeded the value of the home. So the loan, you know, parents did a reverse mortgage at 62, lived in 95, the interest has accumulated. Maybe the housing market is in a downturn. So the loan balance is $300,000 but the home only appraises for 250, the heirs can buy the home for 95% of that 250. They can never owe more than the home is worth. So that's, a, that's an important uh, point you know, to make on that because people get afraid and they think, oh, the bank's gonna turn around and sell the home for peanuts, you know, and there's not gonna be any equity left. So, there is a time limit on that, Jim. So the kids have, it's initially three months, then six, and then there can be an extension put in place that goes all the way up to a year to take to decide if they're going to sell the home or purchase it. After that, after those 12 months, the bank is going to step in and want to make some decisions. Yeah. And, and you would assume that also during that time frame, I mean, I'll, interest is still going to occur. So I, I would think that most folks would want to certainly take care of it, right? Make a decision yeah. to take care of it and go one way or another. So huh. mm -hmm. interesting. I learned some things I didn't know today. So, all right. Are there, <laughs> yeah, uh, are there some more myths that you want to, you know, want to address Gabrielle? So I think we did a pretty good job covering it while talking about it. Um, but I'll just kind of review. So uh, again, the borrowers are on the title, not the bank. The bank just has a lien against the home, just like a traditional mortgage um, that, that most of us use when we bought our first home. Um, the myth that there will be zero equity left, that if you implement a reverse mortgage loan, you're going to use up every penny that, of equity in the home. Um, that's often not the case. And there's software out there that can even illustrate that, you know, we can change the interest rate, change the length of the loan and see that most occurrences are still equity left. Um, passing debt to your heirs, you're not going to pass debt. They can't owe more than the home is worth. So the home will pay the debt and any money left over will be the heirs. And then this is a big one, Jim. So a lot of people, the reverse mortgage loan actually has a nickname out there and it's called the loan of last resort. So the other negative connotation would be that a lot of people think that reverse mortgages are for people that did not plan effectively or, you know, have a well thought out retirement plan. And that is absolutely not the case. So there are uh, multiple financial professionals, uh, retirement professionals that uh, don't sell reverse mortgage loans. Um, 
Wade Fowl, I'll just go ahead and put his name out there, uh, and it's P-F-A-U is how you spell the, last, spell the last name, is an example of someone who's actually written several books on how to utilize a reverse mortgage in retirement. So it is not for people that didn't plan well. It actually can be a highly effective strategy on how to make your retirement income and portfolio last. You know, so that's something you can also discuss with a financial advisor. Um, but there are plenty of people. We do reverse mortgages on on homes over four million dollars. I mean, that these aren't people that didn't plan effectively. You know, it's just a, it can just be a, a smart strategy to tie into the bigger picture when planning retirement. Well, it's certainly an easy way to use money that is that is there. It's in your portfolio, but it's not liquid. I mean, it's just another right. form of liquidity. So, and um, specifically yeah. with with you and you know in your industry, I mean, I would think that the financial, uh, you know, the dollar figure attached to the home modification that these seniors are trying to put into place to make their home, you know, um, to be able to live independently that that can be a stumbling block, right? Yeah. I, I mean, there's a, you know, we look at uh, this bubble of people. There's 14.4 million uh, baby boomers, all right, or people over the age of 65 uh, by the time we reach 2029 that will have some type of a mobility deficit and will also be a middle-income uh, bracket. That's where they'll be. And mm -hmm. if they were to sell their asset and then move into a senior congregated housing uh, place, most cases they would liquidate their com complete portfolio in 18 to 24 months. And in wow. turn, um, now they're really in a mess because in, they either have a choice of having to live with a family member if that's possible or they become a ward of the state. And that that's not a great way to end anybody's life. You end up in a very low quality care place in most cases, not every time, uh, but I have family experience and we had an aunt that ended up in that and it was not uh, a way that we would choose to end our life. So we can do better than that. This is a tool mm -hmm. that can be utilized. Mm -hmm. That's why VGM Live at Home has partnered with AAG to and to educate folks as to what this uh, loan can do and how it can finance things but also it can be a life changer as far as helping people stay in their home a lot longer than they may have been able to afford without using home equity in this way right so. and it, that's so huge and so important and and for your for your listeners out there um you know i just want them to know that we don't expect anyone, you know, besides us at AG to become an expert on a reverse mortgage. Just appreciate this opportunity to provide a little bit of education and just open, you know, your members' eyes to this financing possibility so that they can just do a warm handoff when they're sitting in the kitchen or or in their um their showroom or whatever, you know, with a client. They're just making them aware of, of every financing option out there because it's 
potentially a complete game changer as to whether or not somebody can implement those home modifications that they need or, or just can't because they don't know how they're going to pay for it. Yeah. Good point, Gabrielle. Uh, when, when we look at financing home access jobs, a lot of times uh, people are looking at the other finance options out there. And if, if somebody is a high risk, uh, you know, a lot of the interest rates are going to be pretty high and the repayment is really difficult. And for folks who are getting that loan, it's a, you know, it's going to be a tough go to, to be able to pay that off. And in turn, the transaction includes the merchant. So in turn, it'll, there'll be some finance charges assessed to the uh, business that is providing the service. Whereas this is a this is a, an agreement between a uh, homeowner and and the reverse mortgage carrier, and it so it is a, a complete transaction all to itself that does not include the merchant at all. So it it it, it is free and clear of any finance charges that maybe go to the merchant. So it's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. again it, it it makes it a, a an attractive uh, uh, financing option uh, for everybody involved. All right. Well, I think uh, think we've covered this well, don't you, Gabrielle? I do. I do. I thought of one thing I'm going to add on really quick. I think we're doing a good job of summing it up. I want to point out that you do not have to be mortgage-free and own the home outright. Um, So if there is, and and you would be surprised at how many seniors do still have um, an existing mortgage, we can still do the reverse mortgage and we just pay off that first mortgage. So as long as there's enough home equity um, in the home to cover that first mortgage and still make funds available, we can do that. So then it's it's a double win because we are eliminating their existing monthly mortgage payment that they had in place. So therefore freeing up funds and uh, often able to create still a line of credit where they can access additional funds. So I should, I forget that not everybody knows that. So I want to just tack that one in there at the end. Well, Gabrielle, I think you have made talking about reverse mortgages very pleasant. You've been very informative. I've learned a lot. I think our audience will learn a lot. I really appreciate you being with us today to kind of take a deeper dive into this and to explain it very clearly to folks. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jim. It's it's just great to see people like you in the industry that, you know, recognize the reverse mortgage loan as a viable option and the need to educate everyone on it. So thank you again for the opportunity. Really look forward to working with you and your members. All right, everyone. I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you again, Gabrielle. We look forward to talking with you again soon. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your week, wherever you are. Signing off. Thank you for listening to Industry Matters. Make sure you never miss an episode by visiting bgm.com slash Industry Matters podcast or following Industry Matters on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher.